Welcome to the Grillcast, your executive briefing on privacy. Top-line privacy insights from the voice of your peers. Today, we're thrilled to welcome another industry leader in trust and security, Emily Heath, Chief Trust and Security Officer at DocuSign. Welcome, Emily. Thank you for having me, Daniel. Yeah, well, great to have you on the show. Um, like I said, I was I was super impressed by your background and um, you know all the different roles you've sort of led teams and in aviation and now in in you know focusing on the system of agreement. Would love to just learn a little bit about your background and for our listeners learn about how we got to here. Sure thing. I've had a, a quite the the path during my career. So obviously, as you can tell by my not so California accent, <laughs> I'm from England originally, uh, and so I actually started my career as a detective in England uh, for many years. Um, I used to investigate what we called high yield investment frauds, which was people like Bernie Madoff um, who hmm. stole hundreds of thousands of uh, sorry, yeah. hundreds of millions of, of millions dollars, of dollars. Yeah. So. Um, so I started my security career back probably when cyber was not really that much of a thing back then. Um, yeah. And I, I found my way into technology and actually ended up doing um, many different technology functions, including <clears throat> infrastructure and development teams, ERP, supply chain systems, and those kinds of things. And then this thing called PCI compliance came along. <laughs> and so, you know, with, with some form of law enforcement slash legal background, um, I was anointed to be the person to, uh, to, to figure out what all of this PCI meant. Um, and I ended up kind of taking more of a path actually into the GRC world first before mm. I went into the pure security world. Right. Uh, one thing I'm really grateful for is the experience I've had in other parts of technology that were not security because it's made yeah. me a much more well-rounded leader, uh, understanding the different areas of applications and, and uh, infrastructure and those kinds of things. So, um, so yeah, my, my career into the CISO world and into the information security world um, kind of happened by default. I, I think I grew into it. Um, I was the chief security officer at a company called AECOM uh, a few years ago. They're a $20 billion yeah. architecture engineering construction company. Uh, yeah. From there, I moved to United Airlines, where I, um, I ran security for United Airlines for a number of years, um, and then came back to the Bay Area because I was in Chicago for a while with United and came back to the yeah. Bay Area and joined DocuSign a little over a year ago. So uh, now it's in the, in the tech space. Um, and I run the trust and security, GRC, physical security, safety, and those kinds of things for DocuSign. Awesome. Yeah, quite the journey. So, you know, kind of along those lines, right? I mean, I, you know, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, um, we've definitely seen this sort of like digital transformation just accelerated, right? Where, you know, probably what we expected to see in 10 years, we've seen in 10 months. Yeah. Um, how do you see this impacting information security and just like your sector in general? Yeah, so I think it's been so interesting to, to be a part of this journey at DocuSign and see how our customers have evolved because of the COVID yeah. world. I mean, you know, obviously digital signatures have been a big part of their journey. And it's been really neat to, to be a part of that when you see that, that business is needed to transform really quickly. From a security perspective, you know, as uh, companies like DocuSign and Zoom and others um, become mainstay, we become part of any organization's ecosystem. And, and you know, every organization is an ecosystem these days. Um, you know, many companies have thousands of suppliers 
And so understanding your technical footprint as digital transformations happens across many organizations is always a security concern because everywhere you've got any connected anything, doesn't matter what it is, any connected anything is a potential attack vector. Right. So um, so for me, the, the, the transformation that's happened, it's been really neat to be a part of that success for customers. Um, but as we've transformed ourselves internally as well within our own company, it's constantly keeping track on, um, on who your third parties are, what they do for you, where data flows go. And uh, the more you leverage technology and, and resources for that, um, the more we have to pay attention to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, so along those lines, um, you know, definitely some big changes, I imagine, for DocuSign, the customers, to your point. What, what do you think has been a surprise over the last coming up a year, I guess? Yeah, I'm not sure there's been any surprise other than obviously through this, um, through the COVID times, we all had to pivot and balance really quickly. We were very fortunate at DocuSign that we already had some of the toolings like Slack and Zoom and the things that we already use day to day. We have a relatively remote workforce anyway. So for us internally, we were able to pivot fairly quickly. What was really pleasant surprise, so I ran the COVID-19 task force with uh, my partner in crime, who's our um, head of uh, people, our head of HR, um, Joan Burke. Joan and the Burke, two yeah. Of us, yeah, the two of us led the, um, led the task force. Um, and what was really incredible was to see how the organization came together. We had a task force from all different facets of the business. We came together. Sometimes we met multiple times a day in the beginning. We'd meet daily for a long time, then weekly. We still meet monthly. Um, But to see how people working together can really truly make a difference in times that are just difficult, um, I'd say that was a really pleasant surprise. I think on the technology front, again, I mentioned for our customers, I mean, we had situations where our customer support and product teams were helping governments move PPE around. You know, we were, we're helping uh, organizations move critical equipment to get mobilized for schools and, and implementing a solution like DocuSign to, to enable them to do that. Otherwise, people still right. need signatures. And, and right, in the right. early days of COVID, you, you, you know, no we, yeah, there's no other option. So um, it was it was pretty heartwarming to be a part of seeing how we could truly be a part of the the digital journey that made a major difference in people's lives. And um, kudos to the to the business teams who spent hours and hours in the trenches with our customers, whether they be federal, state, or private sector, um, to just help keep business moving. So. I don't know. It's not necessarily a surprise, but again, on both sides of the equation for me, um, it's all about people, you know, Pe- right. people, right. people working together to make things happen, no matter how dire the circumstances, it's game changing. It really is. No, that's cool. I think your role and even just the title specifically is very interesting, right? I think we've seen this trend towards trust, obviously, you know, security, your background all the way back to uh, you know, working in working in the police force is 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 uh, is evident as a foundation. But um, you know, how do you see like global brands, global leading sort of companies mm-hmm. leading with trust? Because I, I think that's where we're going, right? There's definitely a path there. How do you see that happening? Yeah, so it's it's always an interesting. One. We've we've kind of pivoted in the industry to this trust. Right. It's always right. interesting because whenever I see organizations uh, use that, I say, what does that mean to you? You know, exactly. what, what is trust? Yeah. What does that mean to you? Because it encompasses a whole bunch of different things. But when you think about trust, it, what we're trying to do is inspire a feeling 
Uh, and it's that kind of um, non-tangible that we're, we're trying to create. It's a two-way street. Right. It's earned. It's something that is a relationship that you're building. And as an organization, the way you build trust is through transparency. No surprises, transparency. I completely understand that our customers want to know how I run security at DocuSign. And we're an open yeah. book. It, that, yeah. That's the way that I'm going to inspire trust. And, and it, it's that relationship between people. And, and again, you know, keep coming back to that because it's really what makes the world go around. But if you, yeah. the difference between security and trust to me is the relationship piece. And as I mentioned earlier, every company is an ecosystem now. And for, for our customers, for organizations that trust us, they're trusting us with documents, with sensitive information, with yeah, signatures. Very important things. You know, they, they need to, to, to trust us. And so us being very, very transparent and, uh, and upfront with our customers is what's going to inspire that trust for the long term, which is uh, hopefully a, a long and a meaningful relationship. Yeah, that's awesome. So switching gears a little bit. So I ask every person that comes on the show, uh, you know, as a, as a security pro, um, I'm always curious about, you know, new sources or things that you go to to read on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. Um, where do you go to sort of inform yourself about security or privacy or just the field you're in in general? Yeah, so there's a few things. I'm an avid reader. I read an awful lot. So I start my day reading the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> That's my... Uh, not, <laughs> I'm there not, with you. <laughs> yeah, not in, the, not in paper format anymore. But, um, you know, I think security has so many facets and privacy has so many facets, right. whether it be consumer or enterprise, that keeping tabs on day-to-day -day activities that are happening in the world is just a part of our job for me. Right. Uh, it's really important. So uh, there's the obvious things like that. There's, there's a couple of... Online resources like Cybersecurity Ventures is a really good source. Uh, we got another CSO magazine who've been around for a long time, yeah. uh, the security yeah. equivalent of CIO uh, magazine. They they have a bunch of great stuff. Um, so they're kind of the the ongoing things. That tw I have a Twitter feed with you know again monitor social media constantly to see what's going yeah. on anyway. Um, and then I would say you know the annual reports are, are the things that I tend to. Mm. refer to quite a lot so you know mm. mandy and fire i come out with a report every year as do the pomon mm. institute um right. as do crowdstrike and ibm you know having right. different 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 views into that um it's interesting to see because you know a lot of the security organizations spend a ton of time and money and effort on r d and and they share that in in their annual reports and so they're always a go-to for me every every year when all these come out we and my team, we put them in a central folder. We give everybody access to them. And, and to me, nice. you see some trending in things like that, which are really yeah. important. And then I say probably the third category for me is uh, my favorite topic, people. You know, we have a right. strong network in security. It's one of the wonderful, magnificent things about this industry. We're all trying to fight crime. At the end of the day, let's yeah. not forget there's criminals coming yeah. out of our organizations. Yeah. And the, the way for us to solve those problems is to work together. And it's a, it's a really neat part of being in the security community is we share. We share things with each other because no, nobody too. wants to see anyone else in the headlines. Right. So, so reaching right. into the network, if I've got a question or a problem or something I'm trying to solve, I want to see how other people have done it, um, I don't hesitate to ask for help. And, uh, and awesome. likewise, when other people ask for help, we don't, ha we don't hesitate to help them out either. That's great. So obviously you've had a very successful career. Um, I, I love to hear 
this question because it's just, you know, for folks that are aspiring to be in your shoes, right, and, and thinking about their career in security and in trust and thinking about that path, um, what would be your one piece of advice you would offer someone who's perhaps, you know, just embarking on that journey? This is maybe they're, they're graduating or thinking, making a shift in their career and they're thinking about a career similar to yourself. What, what would you advise that, that person today? There are so many facets to security. Don't believe for a second that you've got to be a hacker in order to work in security. Right. Right? Right. I mean, we, we've got people on my team who are former lawyers, former paralegals, mm. people from audit, people from finance, you know, lots and lots of different analytical backgrounds. There are so many, the, the true diverse element of what security is. Don't be put off by thinking that you have to be able to hack or, or deal with threat intelligence and all those things. There's so many different right. facets. So find ways to, to talk to people about the different, different types of, of elements of security and, and compliance and risk and all those things. Because no matter what your background is, you might be surprised at so many inroads that there are because it truly is a very diverse nature by, by, uh, by virtue of what we do. And then if you find yourself in a security team, you know, pay attention, pop your head up every now and then and realize how what you do really transpires into an effort that leads to the greater strategy of, of how you're securing a company. Because again, get to know the different departments and, and get to know the different areas. Don't, don't be worried about moving around and learning more within the team. You, know, you, don't, you don't have to stick to one thing and say, okay, I'm in vulnerability management. That's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to focus on. Yeah. Open your eyes and pop your head up a little bit because you might be surprised that you might get drawn to other things. And um, you know, again, don't, don't be afraid to, to, to look up and, and hold your hand up and ask for help. Because again, wonderful thing about security community is people love to help each other out. And yeah, there is a camaraderie and a spirit that people want to help each other genuinely. So, uh, so try things out. Try, try, don't make your mind up too soon on thinking that you want to be an ethical hacker or you only want to do intelligence. Try a few other things because it will make you a much more well-rounded professional. That's awesome. Some great advice. Well, Emily, Really enjoyed the show. Um, like I said, the, your focus on trust is is inspirational. Your points on transparency, um, I learned and learned something there too. And your sources were fantastic. I, I wrote down a couple myself. Uh, so again, thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, enjoy the conversation. Look forward to chatting again soon. And for those that want to tune in, you can find the Grailcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the major channels. Thanks again, Emily. It's a pleasure, Daniel. Thank you for having me.